What it do, baby? The first ever Serve and Sonic podcast episode uh, debut here. It's May 17th. Uh, we're recording on Zoom. As always, it's your boy, Lee, co-hosted by Hunter the Hammer Hamilton. Yo, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> and Jake's uh, sweetheart swing. Hey! The Hammer and the Sweetheart. Here on that's page 17. <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow. Couldn't have scripted it better. So happy that we didn't write anything down for that. Yeah, it's freeform. Freeform. Um, yeah, if uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening on May 18th, but we are recording May 17th. And thank you so much for joining us on our debut episode of the Servant Sonic Podcast. A podcast for music fans made by music fans. Uh, people of all music genres have a home here at Servant Sonic. Um, we definitely want to highlight local artists in Canada, which is where we're all uh, stationed, um, both Hunter and I, situated Toronto area. And um, Jake is uh, the resident cowboy in Howdy. Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wrangle them cows. Wrang- Wrangler jeans. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Got the okay. cowboy hat, the whole outfit. Yeah. The only thing yeah, I know I've about the word wrangle right is that they're jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing some right now. That's awesome. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. That's so sick. Does it have a spot <laughs> for your hammer? No, that's hammer not me. It? That's Hunter. Oh, yes. Sorry. Sweetheart hammer. <laughs> hammer yeah. all the uh, hammer at the all the time in the back pocket of the jeans, yes. Back pocket or the back, back pocket. Loop? I would you say, just uh, put it right in the pocket. back pocket. Yep, in the back pocket. So when I sit what down, sit I know it's always there. Oh, I know it's always there. That's why they call him the hammer. Exactly. Is that your hammer? Or are you just happy to see me? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my hey-oh. goodness gracious! Oh um, man, no, yes. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode. Here we have a bunch of music coming up on the show. Uh, we're going to be featuring Benny Sings, uh, a little bit of Mac DeMarco, some Pub 1975, some Queens of the Stone Age. So it is bound to be a great time. Um, so I guess first things first, uh, we should, um, maybe talk about the format of the show. How we like to start is we're going to be doing a music review every single week of a new album that dropped. The general rule is the album has to be, um, within the span of a month that it's been released. Um, and then we have uh, some more goodies after that. So for yeah, and what one of the other rules was that it's supposed to be local Canadian right artists, uh, which we flouted for this only this first episode. Right, right. But to quote School of Rock's Dewey Finn, if you want to rock, <laughs> you gotta break the rules. Okay, and guess that, what? This is true. Absolutely, I break all the rules. It's something I'm working on. Um, it was the rule that you just made, and then. Subsequently, I'm, I'm, immediately. I'm both the rule maker and breaker, which makes me <laughs> that's so that's so awesome. Yeah, a very confusing soul. I, I, <laughs> going back to School of Rock, I'm both the man, and I'm also Jack Black or Dewey Finn. Like I'm right. the protest while also being the thing to be protest about. Absolutely, right, right. yeah, yeah. That is you. <laughs> that's how I describe you. That's how I describe myself as well so and then i describe hunter as the hammer <laughs> that's it everybody everybody does that yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly 
Um, but okay. So for the first song and for the first artist that we're going to be reviewing, uh, we're going to be taking a look at Benny Sings, uh, April released album music. The first song of which that we're going to be playing is nobody's fault. So let's get into it. There you go. Benny's nobody's fault. That's actually featuring Tom Mish as well. Um, who's guitarist, multi-instrumentalist producer. Um, so that's actually Benny Singh's eighth studio album. Yes. Eighth studio album. Wild. Say again. It's crazy. 
Yeah, eight albums. I was wow. I was gonna say that's a vibe, Lee. That's uh coming in hot with the first song. I'm not really a huge Benny Sings uh expert, but man, what what a what a funky, vibey tune, you know? Yeah, very much. 100. percent Um, yeah, I recently just uh became aware of Benny Sings music, so I'm also not an expert by any means, but. Um, my introduction to his music was with the free nationals. He was a guest feature on their album that came out in 2019, I believe. But, uh, 2019, I think. And, uh, that song that he was featured on, I was like, Oh, this is groovy. Uh, and I was also a shadow fan of Benny sings for a while because he was the, uh, writer of, of one of my favorite songs of, uh, 2018, I want to say which is uh, Lovin' is Easy by Rex Orange County. Um, and when you listen to Rex Orange County's Lovin' is Easy, again, after listening to Benny Sings, you're like, oh, yeah, I can right. definitely hear him. I can hear him all over this. Um, so I've, I've been, a, I guess, a fan of his music for a little bit without fully knowing his catalog or who he is. And I've gone back and listened to many of his uh, studio albums since uh, kind of figuring out right. who this person was. But just to give some history on him and, and kind of some stuff about the album, Benny sings he's Dutch, um, oh. but he's, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> waffles. Yes, waffles <laughs> and a Cokins. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, De Bakken. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the Dutch, but he is so... Love the Dutch. Yeah, he's so blonde, and his hair is, like, so curly, and I'm pretty sure he has, like, blue eyes, too, that I just, like, feel in my heart that he's Swedish, even sure, though that's yeah. incorrect. Right, right, right. Everyone who's blonde and has blue eyes and, like, kind of, like, longish, like, capy hair still, you're from a Nordic country. Is, um, is Robin Kozerjinski Dutch? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Somebody get a hold of Robin. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find out. Yeah, we can do a call in on the very first show. I think it's necessary <laughs> to get to the bottom of this. Get him on the no, line. No, you're Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, just uh, just uh, based pure looks alone here, there is a strong comparison between yeah. you and Benny Sings. Can you confirm or deny that you eat debacken and you are Dutch? <laughs> and we'll just need a saliva sample. Yeah. <laughs> Send through the right mail, now. please, to Canada. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but no, so, uh, so he is Dutch, but he's, uh, got a pretty cool music background, which I'll get into in a little bit. He released, uh, this album music, um, on stone's throw, which is obviously the legendary record, uh, label on April 9th in, uh, 2021. Um, if you don't know about stone's throw, uh, they're famous for their Jay Dilla and Mad Lib catalogs, well, Mad Villain, if you're an MF Doom fan, this piece. Mm. And, uh, now for their newer age stuff, they have artists like knowledge who, uh, knowledge partnered with Anderson pack for no worries, which was a big, um, uh, joint album there and Kiefer, um, who's another big artist they have under their, uh, umbrella right now, but they're definitely known for their hip hop and their jazz. So to hear an artist like Benny sings, who definitely melds lots of those genres together is cool, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't necessarily peg him as a hip hop artist nor a jazz artist. I would definitely put him in the, you know, even, potentially yacht rock realm or like R and B or soul before I would uh, go to those genres. Right. Um, So I think he's kind of a unique artist on the label. Um, and definitely one of the most international, um, because they're based out of the States. So that's kind of quick history there. Just so compelling. 
So compelling. Quick history <laughs> of the Dutch. Hey, yeah. are the Bee Gees Dutch? No, the Bee Gees are, are Australian. Really? Okay. Because yeah, I, I was thinking he, he kind of has a bit of a Bee Gees thing in his voice. Yeah. Very nasally blonde. Yeah, it's like way up there. Yeah, the Beaties aren't Nordic. Nordic, sorry. But um, sorry, the you Beaties. were touch, uh, Lee. You were touching on. Um, I Beatles? definitely. I I, <laughs> I was gonna say, I definitely feel the soul and like the R and B kind of lo-fi, like beats with some of those piano oh, yeah. flourishes. So yeah, really good stuff yeah. though. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it definitely is lo-fi. I think that's like probably like a newer term to classify a lot of those genres now, right, and right. pretty spot on to be honest with you with a lot of those. Um, a lot of those kind of new age takes on like soul, I guess like Neo soul, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and there's also a lot of great like featured artists on the album too. Um, I obviously was going into some of his collaborations already with um, Rex Orange County and with the free nationals. But on this album alone, he has uh, Tom Mish, which was just in, uh, in nobody's fault, which we just played Mac DeMarco, which will be coming up in a bit uh, rapper, Kyle cautious clay and Emily King. And they all, um, I think really do a great job and, and more on that in a bit when I kind of form my idea around the album for like my last take on it. Um, but kind of jumping into the subject matter of it, it's relatively like easy subject matter. I don't think there's anything like sure, yeah. hard to listen to in terms of lyrics. Right. Like for the most part, I'd say like over 50% of the album has to do with something to do with love. Um, right. And like, I'm cool with that. Like the Beatles made careers off that, like whatever. But right. um, I do think the like subject matter for me can sometimes feel like a little like pedestrian and like there's an opportunity maybe that I wish could have been like taken. But then at the same time, I also kind of like the light and like fluffy nature of the album. Cause since it's like not necessarily like hard or too like thought provoking necessarily, it's like super easy to put on. And listen right, to yeah, it yeah, yeah. like 12 times. Already. It is. I, I think it's it's kind of refreshing in that way too to be able to put something on and not like have to like analyze lyrics super heav- right. heavily and like or like cringe even, right? Because that's always yeah, yeah, something yeah. I'm worried about now with like how like easy it is for people to like really promote like their political values and right. even it's like more like not necessarily musicians, but more celebrities being like anti-vax or like sure, whatever yeah. it is. It's just like, ah, uh, like I kind of like don't want to hear your opinion sometimes because I'm afraid of what the result might be. Right. Um, which, you know, it's like maybe not a great mindset to have in general. Like I think demanding better is important, but uh, I guess there is kind of an airiness to the album that makes it easy to listen to a little bit, but definitely leaves room for, for more, I think. Well, let me ask you two questions. I was wondering what's, I guess, the per- you were saying, like, you know, you can just throw it on. Is there a situation where, let's say, like, what's the perfect vibe for this album? And then I was actually wondering what's the, if you could describe, like, the, the album art, does it convey, like, that warmness kind of tone? Or what do you think on those? I'm so thrilled that we get to show the album art on this Zoom. I'm so sorry for our listeners who don't get to see it. See you it. have to um, do, your, do your best to describe it for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess the first one, most optimal vibe to play the album um, when I'm pissed drunk on Mescal. Okay. Look, I'm looking <laughs> to be shit faced if I'm being honest with you. Okay. I want to be butt naked <laughs> on my patio, rolling around in melted butter, listening to Benny Sings. Is that the end of the world for anybody? I'm in my own home. I'm not hurting anybody. Wait, do you have a patio? Yeah, I do. Damn, Two. Dude. 
I call it the AM and the PM. Oh shit. Oh, See, that's, what, that's one problem with my place. It's a condo. It's a oh. kitchen island, but there are no patios. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. I love that the kitchen island is around in there, though. It's like, hey, but you want to know what? Sometimes we stand on the kitchen island because it still feels like we're above everyone. Like that's patio. the patio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple bar stool. There's a couple bar stools on the one side of the kitchen pat- uh, kitchen island. So it really gives the vibe off of like, yeah. I am. Ark, can you sit I there for a second? And I'm just yeah. and yeah exactly you gotta get creative exactly, with it like yeah. build your own little patio space in the condo somehow Genius. yeah maybe if we just busted out the windows i don't know blow it out yeah blow it out i can tell Knock you down a wall so, yeah the bad thing about the am pm patios the am patio is getting tons of run it's at the front of the house and we get to see like a lot of like commotion because it's like right at the like a busy street here in toronto okay so we get to see a lot of commotion and that's fun and you know have our breakfast there and we've already like got a bunch of plants it's really nice back patio like first of all it's a lot of money to furnish two patios is i will say so for sure yeah that's a thing in and of itself but anyways we have plans to like you know try and get like some sort of secondhand sectional or something like that back there like really make it like a lounge space but raccoons love mm. to shit on our patio. Oh God! Yeah, big yeah. steamers. I'm talking. I'm like, they're disgusting, <laughs> and they're yeah. like perfect, like emoji shit. Like they're swirly oh, and like, pointed at the top. Like a soft You're like, you dirty bastard. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch. See, yeah, we don't have raccoons in Alberta. Yeah, no raccoons, no rats. But you have really guns. High quality of life. <laughs> yeah we have guns you know to protect ourselves yeah yeah protect people trying to steal your oil and to just shoot into the air when we're listening to hot tracks like <laughs> songs off of music by benny sings there right. we go well, gun toting, gun to, go to, your, to go back to your initial question this is a good segue hunter is when do you listen to benny sings when you've got your 12 gauge yeah you're looking to let it fly into the night sky at sunset perhaps yeah, sure. At sunset. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Fire that 12 gauge. In the sunset. Uh, but no, I think it's honestly like there's, there's enough of a genre melding going on that I really think it's a, appropriate for most circumstances. If I was to pick the one that I'm listening to it the most, it's, it's usually when I'm like, uh, trying to do some sort of other task. So right. like I, I bought the record um, because I liked it a lot. So I was like, I'll buy this record. I've thrown on the record a couple different times and my record player's in the office here. So I end up just, you know, either rummaging around in my other records or doing laundry or fiddling on my computer or whatever when I'm doing it. So I guess that's, that's more of a testament of like how it doesn't have to consume your entire listening experience. Right, bit. right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I forget your second question. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, if you could describe the artwork, like what is the oh, artwork? Yeah, 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 Does it yeah, match yeah. the mood of the album? The more important question. Yeah. So let me show you here, guys. Real Nordic looking son of a bitch on here. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. Yeah. Well, now that I know he's Dutch, it's, it should have never been in question at all. I, he's Swedish to me, but okay. Yeah. Well, aren't you, aren't you Swedish? Oh, I'm Swedish. Yes. Um, but no, yeah, I would say so. He's just sitting there on his grand piano looking like he was caught off guard. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Looks okay. candid. Just a yeah. candid photo of a dude on a piano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, moving on. So we said the subject matter is, is mostly about love. Some of the like kind of sub subjects of that rekindling past relationships, 
falling for the same tricks of old or slash past lovers, um, new and exciting romantic adventures. But then my favorite kind of ode to love that he has is uh, a love letter he writes to music itself uh, mm. for its healing powers, uh, which mm-hmm. is the last song in the album, which he titles very simply Music, which is also the, the name of the album. So there's a, a just a steady theme of love throughout, but like not so dedicated to it that it's overbearing, I think. But what I think is one of the best things about the album is really the um, focus that it provides on Benny Singh's songwriting. I think that's really like his superpower, if I can be honest. Um, and you can really see it on full display. There's a really clear hip hop and R&B influence, which makes a lot of sense. And the reason I said I would come back to this is because he used to be the bassist for a Dutch hip hop group called Abstract Dialect. I haven't found any of their music. I didn't really try and search super, super hard, but um, I haven't found any of their music, but it makes sense after you know that he has like a history in like hip hop and like thinking about songs in that structure, because most of the songs are like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And then there's like either a solo or a bridge. And then that's pretty much the song. Mm-hmm. And that's not too dissimilar from how a lot of hip hop songs generally go. And a um, lot of songs in general. A lot of songs in general, yeah, but I think yeah, like yeah. having that steady kind of thumping beat that he has in like yeah, a lot yeah, of for songs, sure. it just like feels like a hip hop song without being one. And he's also a bass player and really cares about that rhythm section, which I think is again, a very much a hip hop thing. He's um, locked in with the groove for sure. Definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. He, he definitely cares about what the bass and the drums sound like on all of his songs. And I appreciate that. Cause I also care about that. Um, but he definitely, I think puts his songwriting prowess on display, which is great. I think nobody's fault is a fantastic example of how he uses uh, keys and bass to really drive that song while letting Tom Mish come in and, uh, handle a great featured um piece as well on the album which kind of leads me to my next point i think this album if it's not benny sings songwriting that really excels uh it's what he provides for featured artists and i have a quote that i found from pitchfork who did an album review on music and i quote at its best music brings other artists full of their own personality into the fold and highlights benny sings songwriting couldn't have said it better myself. I really think like it's a great, great platform for the featured artists that he has on there. Um, some of those featured artists we already talked about, or we talked about all the featured artists earlier, but kind of two that stand out to me most. Mac DeMarco on Rolled Up, he just sounds extremely comfortable and he kind of like almost like glides over the song. It like sort of sounds like Mac DeMarco's song at times, like that mm-hmm. they co-own it, which, you know, like they might feel that way about the song. And I, I don't know like what conversations or whatever happened let's, about how let's get him on the line. Yeah, exactly. Again, second call of the show. First, Robin Kozajinski. Hitting interviews. But yeah, he just kind of like takes an ownership of the song and we'll hear that song after this review here. Um, but he just sounds, he kind of sounds at home if that makes sense. Uh, and then the second feature that really stands out to me is Emily King. Uh, she's the feature on the song Miracles, which is kind of like a gospel-inspired, hip-hop-powered like ballad. And she just sounds like completely in command. Like she nails it, and she has like these little like she has a verse, and then she has like these little like like coups almost where she says like a portion of the chorus, and she just sounds like so good on the mm-hmm. song. Um, so I think what this album does best is really provide an incredible platform for the featured artist on it. 
Um, and I guess that's just, yeah, another kind of nod to maybe Benny Singh's songwriting ability. And the artists that can do that, I think are, are like really impressive uh, too, for like really understanding the talent that they're working with and like highlighting those pieces um, mm-hmm. while also understanding your own limitations a little bit maybe. Right. Um, so that's, that's what I got on the review of the that's album. That's great. great. Hey, good job. Go. Look at the, yeah. well, that's a great review. I appreciate that. So now it's time to give it a grade. Yes. Now yeah. here at Servant Sonic, we couldn't decide on a good grading system. So we landed on just arbitrary numbers attached to arbitrary titles. And what I landed on is something out of 10, which is good. That's a normal number for reviews generally, right? Like things like five, 10, those are easy numbers. People can get behind that. So I've given it seven and a half Swedish berries out of 10. <laughs> lovely, lovely rating, yes. This guy is 100% Swedish, all right? <laughs> but the album's sweet. And at the end of the day, I don't really want to eat more than seven and a half Swedish berries because if you've ever eaten a bunch of Swedish berries, at least for me, they give you bad gas. So seven and a half is enough for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought the album was really enjoyable. One of my favorites of the year so far, for sure. My first vinyl that I bought this year. So wow. uh, right. So yeah. Shouts out to Benny Sings. Excited to see what else he's doing. I mean, he's obviously put out a bunch of music already, but excited to see where he goes with the power of stones throw behind him maybe to collaborate with other cool artists in the future. And yeah. So that's Benny Sings. Awesome. Great album. Yeah. 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 I listened to it on repeat for like three days straight. Yeah. It's a good one. I did that too. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to it earlier today and I just loved the overall vibe and the beats, especially with the piano. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think his, the keys and the bass really shine on this album for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so without any further ado, further ado, um, a further ado, it's a panic token. Um, without any further ado, let's get to our second song off of music. This is Rolled Up featuring Mac DeMarco by Benny Sings. I love you. 
Hey. So one thing. I, Very nice. Yeah. So good. That that little like breakdown yeah. there, the ding, 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 ding. I'm just like, oh my God. Some savvy DJ producer sampler has to take that and make it something because it's, it's ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. So one thing I just wanted to read before we get into our ad read here, um, Benny Sings did an interview with DIYMag.com. And about rolled up, uh, he talked about his experience with working with Mac DeMarco and getting him on the project. And I'll just read his quick blurb here. He says, I love Mac DeMarco's album, The Old Dog. I played it so much at my house. So I had to contact him and uh, see if he wanted to write. Never thought he would, but he did. So we made this track in his studio when I was in LA. Pretty exciting for me, but also strangely familiar. I think we come from the same place in songwriting. Mac came up with the first lyric, rolled up, tossed out. He overheard someone talking about his cigarette, so the rest of the song came from that, a person feeling like a cigarette. <laughs> um, so Sounds about right. Very on brand. Cool. Pretty cool. Um, anyway, so that's uh, Benny Sings. Let's uh, get into our ad read here. So, um, got it. So... Every episode, we will plug an ad. If you would like to sponsor Servant Sonic, contact us. <laughs> we will not contact you. <laughs> contact us at either our Twitter or our Instagram, both of which are at Servant Sonic, no G on the serving, Servant Sonic, or you can hit us up at our email at Servant Sonic Pod at gmail.com if you would like to support the podcast. But for today's episode, this next company spelled K-O-A, Koa, is the only skincare brand carry guaranteed to get your complexion glowing as if you weren't just inside all last year dodging coronavirus. It's guaranteed to fill your DMs with people wondering how your skin got. Oh, so smooth. I can honestly say I've been using it for a month and my DMs are completely slammed full of people who want to know my secret. Koa is formulated and manufactured right here in Toronto using premium plant-based and natural ingredients. You just can't get this type of quality at these price points anymore, people. Plus, they have a variety of products that are suitable for people of all skin types. My personal favorite is the Glow Oil. It's an epic blend of super ingredients that reduces fine lines, hyperpigmentation, and scarring while improving the skin's elasticity and texture. Made from 100% natural ingredients, it's a great product for anyone who wants to level up their skincare routine. So go check them out at www.shopkoa.ca or follow them on social media at shopkoa.ca. We would like to thank Koa for supporting the podcast. We sure would. Wow. Easy as that, huh? <laughs> and with that being said, we move on to our second segment of the show. Uh, it's a second album review of sorts, which we are calling Spicy Staples, where we dive into an album of the past that we think is important to revive and the hammer has the spicy sample on the debut episode. What are we listening to, Hunter? Well, thank you so much, Lee. And now, hello, everyone. The spicy staple, you know, that I've picked 
is a unique one, and it is Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. Now, why did I pick this one, you might ask? Because I think Queens of the Stone Age is one of the most unique bands in rock that change from album to album. I'm going to open up to my co-hosts in just a sec, but here we go. Here's the rundown. It features Dave Grohl on the drums, and we got Mark Lanigan from The Screaming Trees, grungy legend on some of the vocals. The lineup for this record, Josh Homme is the singer and guitar player. We got Nick Oliveri who does the vocals and the bass guitar. Again, Mark Lanigan, Dave Grohl. It was released on August 27th, 2002 on Interscope Records. Now, for those of you that don't know, Josh Homme and Nick Oliveri, they were in the band Caius, and they are basically some of the pioneers who started the genre stoner metal or desert rock, for they lived in the desert in California, and they would do these things called generator shows, where they bring a generator out into the desert, and they play thick, sludgy riffs, and what I blew my mind was that for Josh Homme to get that thick, sludgy tone, he would actually record his guitar into a bass amp, which scares the fucking oh, shit. shit out of me, because... Um, <laughs> That's and so I and I've heard I think rumors that like your bass amp will explode if you like just crank the settings on it. So I'm like, how did they not blow up gear? So there's that fun fact for you. Now the album itself is loose is a loose concept of the drive from Los Angeles to Joshua Tree, California, and driving through the California desert. And along the way, there's these odd radio interludes from Banning and Chino Hills, and they actually mock radio hosts because queens are implying that, you know, radio station hosts are playing trash. They're playing the exact same songs every day because, you know, um, the charts and, of course, and I could kind of relate to that because at my work, they're always playing iHeartRadio and I'm hearing Peaches by Justin Bieber about nine to ten times a day. Yeah, we so need we want yummy. We've always wanted yummy. <laughs> yeah, we need yummy. We need that's the track Let's guys classics. We want but, yummy. God damn I it. I want yummy. I want Harry Styles with the watermelon sugar. Yeah. I want my watermelon. I want my sugar all day long. <laughs> but um <laughs> And the cool thing is that they have, you know, different radio stations. So, you know, the first, for example, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but the first radio station is called Clone, where they play the songs that sound like everyone else. And then they bookend the album with a song called Mosquito Song, and uh, followed by the radio broadcast. The station is named Want, W-A-N-T. So it's kind of like this full circle of like the listener who is you, or maybe Queens of the Stone Age is in this car driving with you. They've chosen what they want to listen to. But that's just one artist interpretation. Um, of course, uh, a lot of their um, influences are from a lot of the old school punk stuff. So the Stooges, Black Flag, Chromags, and so forth. And finally, what I will say is that for in terms of the musicality, I think it, this album is very unique because it features the three vocalists. You have Nick Oliveri doing a lot of the screaming. You know, the first song is called um, If you, uh, you Ain't Think I'm Worth a Dollar But I Feel Like a Millionaire, sets the album off. Uh, you know, it basically punches you in the face. It's extremely loud and it gets you into the mood of the album. You have the sexy singles of No One Knows along with Go With The Flow, uh, famously featured on Rock Band or Guitar Hero. It's one of them, you know. Uh, Lee, shouting out that to you because I know that we've talked about uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band extensively through chats in school. Yeah, if you ever want me to lay you down an acoustic track, just let me know. 
<laughs> Absolutely. You make a trip um, at all times, both uh, corded and uncorded. Anyways, continue. No, definitely. Uh, you have Lanigan <laughs> providing the dirtiness and the griminess, and then, of course, you have Josh's voice, which is very iconic in its own right. So you kind of have like this melodic, high, this different uh, three-headed hydra kind of setting the tone for these different songs. And I think what it allowed them to do was... Uh, you know, you couldn't pigeonhole this band into any genre. And I think it would have been very easy for them to do like songs for the deaf part too. And cough, cough. I look at Metallica, they do like load and reload, which kind of sound like the same exact album yeah. to me, but you know, I'm just kind of bashing Metallica there. Um, <laughs> So there's that. And like, you know, if you listen further to the Queen's discography, they even diverge from that with albums like like Clockwork or even Villains, the latest one. But that's maybe a story for another time. And finally, uh, I got to give the song that you're going to hear is called Song for the Dead. The nerdy fact. Did you guys know that the opening drum track is homage to Black Flag? Uh, the intro solo is directly lifted from the song Slip It In by Black Flag. And that's a famous punk album cover with a nun hugging a hairy knee on one of their albums. Black Flag, you should check it out. And if I had to give my rating for this one, I mean, I've listened to this album quite a lot when I'm driving back and forth, whether it's work or if I had to go to school or whatever. And I would have to give it nine speeding tickets out of ten. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Well, first of all, I didn't know that they collaborated with so many artists on this album. That's something that... Yes. That's another thing as well. Yeah, that's wild. Um, honestly, the the uh, Queens of the Stone Age record that I get the most run out of is uh, like Clockwork. Yes. Um, but I think No One Knows is probably like, at least for me, their most famous song. Maybe maybe I'm wrong there, but... Yeah, no, that sounds right. Yeah. That got the most play guess- on MTV. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, very, very true. But I guess it's one of those things, and I don't. I'm gonna probably sound really boomer here for a quick second, but I find that rock music, especially, is kind of very hard to become, uh, kind of stand out in. And I think I'm slowly realizing, or maybe I don't know, but like the big bands, like the Foo Fighters, or arguably Queens of the Stone Age, like they have found their sound. And I think I saw the cool thing that I saw musically that stood out for Josh was that he would play like a Lydian scale on the guitar, specific scales on the guitar, but he would take certain notes out of the scale so that he creates his own little... uh, you know, his own little soloing technique. So it's actually very interesting that when you hear him playing, you hear him do like his reckless solos, that it's all notes that are taken out from scales and they make it seem a little darker, I suppose. Totally, yeah. Um, and, the, and you know, you can automate, for me at least, I can immediately identify him as, as the player on the song. So, and so I don't know, I feel like rock is kind of in a weird place where, you know, there's like who, I don't know really who the up and comers are. Like you have your Greta Van Fleets, you have uh, the Beaches, who I actually really much adore. They have a new album coming out, local Canadian band that I got to talk about. Um, but, you know, rock is in an interesting place right now. And I'm, I'm not saying it's dead, whatever it means, because that's completely bullshit. But I just think they're one of the unique bands that stand the most out for me. Right. I don't know if you guys have anything to say there. I mean, I 100% agree with like, in terms of like uh, having a like signature sound yeah. into the stone age is one of the, I think few rock bands that's currently making music still that I would say like really has that. 
Um, very much so. Yeah. And yeah, partly because of like Josh alone, like vocally is so recognizable mm-hmm. at this point, right. I think. I mean, his, but I'm fully on board with the guitar playing being like a signature too. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. I can kind of think of like modern guitarists right now that I would say that that's the case. And it's like, uh, like Jack White. Yes. Like, very true. Mm-hmm. I, I like that might be where my list ends. Like maybe Snail Mail, just because mm. she rips some solos and lush that were like amazing but that's like she has like one and a half albums out so honestly i can't i yeah and i can't disagree with you you know jack jack white as well like very like dirty guitar playing i don't know if you guys have seen that that documentary it might get loud yeah 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 yeah, where that's really sick of like uh the just the edge him and uh uh, Jimmy Page doing like you know kind of showing their guitar styles of like beating the shit out of guitars and stuff so mm-hmm. uh definitely interesting there and I only say this just because I I listeners I come uh I, I attempt to play the guitar on a daily <laughs> basis so I don't say I'm good I will never say that because there's a, a bunch of fucking people that are much better than just I wait, am just but, wait you know. for the Servant Sonic album we're dropping oh, a Servant dude. Sonic oh, album it's gonna be a shit show <laughs> Exactly. Lee, I want to have uh, got to create some of those Benny sings yep. uh, little uh, little beat interludes, and then I'll just crank the guitar in a bass amp, and we'll see what happens. Perfect. I can't provide a, a lick of of positive influence on the <laughs> Servant Sonic album, let alone a single. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree with you that it's definitely kind of what we're going like. There is a signature sound to to Queens of the Stone Age, but I guess like. Uh, on your point of like rock being at a, I don't know, like a lull or like, I'm not sure if I would even, I don't even know if, yeah. Like I, I guess that would, that would be the term that I would say for now. A lull, yeah. maybe. Just mm-hmm. who's, who's the rock artist that people are like waiting on like pins and needles or whatever to, to like hear their next album, hear their next oh, drop. Man. You know what I mean? Like collectively, like a big, like obviously a big following and like that limits the, the play, like the, playing field well i don't know does arcade fire count yeah but album coming out yeah but everything now flopped right it did flop yeah yeah yeah. oh man i i it was it was it was it was was a departure it wasn't a rock album really it was disco i mean i guess it did parts it had a little bit more rock but yeah it was it was largely disco-y largely sort of electronic i went to the everything now tour and like i like a solid chunk of that album and like get behind it but like that's not an arcade fire album in the sense that like people are gonna look back in their catalog when it's all said and done and be like oh everything now stands out as like a signature album for this band do you know what i mean right well here's my question of like getting to that answer lee i was wondering like is it this is maybe a toss-up of course but like i would argue there's only three and i want to also talk uh, to jake as well because we were talking about a very uh, special band for both of us so i think and uh, you know viewers prove me wrong here but it's either like royal blood which are getting like very popular and actually josh homie produced their record as well mm-hmm. which is kind of really cool um alexis on fire you know one of my my good buddies he always talks about that they're going to make a comeback even though they have their farewell show mm-hmm. in hamilton right and i think the whole world wants system of a down and that's the one that i would yeah. like link jake to because me and jake were talking about uh, right. system of a down but i don't see that happening i think they just did it because you know um there's a tragic tragedies going on in armenia still so they wanted to get together and unify for that but i i can't see 
that band making any more unless like they just they they get all their shit together and then they want to do it all right. i don't know what your thoughts jake on on or any of those bands i just mentioned guys yeah no my understanding with system of a down is they've all kind of taken on other projects and kind of refocused and for some of them it's still music and some of them you know it's not like serge tankian is like a huge activist who still makes music right. but it's maybe mm-hmm. not his main um driver anymore which is like totally fine yeah um, it's weird when musicians like especially people or like anybody that's i guess famous but people you look up to like treat the thing that you look up to them for a lot of the times as like a job right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> weird yeah because it's like of course it, it should be that like that's a healthy way to probably think about it but like for me so many of these celebrities just like they embody their 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 work you know what i mean like they're one totally, of the totally in my brain and it's like if they if if they deviate the image that you've cultivated of yeah. who they're supposed to be, it's like. But don't you realize what you've done for me? <laughs> I, like a hundred percent. Yeah. But I also I also wonder if like the, the like like maybe the fans also set the bar extremely high. Hundred percent for sure. Know? Like for like sure. and that's like and, and of course I'm gonna give the dumb the dumb uh, thing of like that Tool record came out. And you know every you know and that took like 13 years and like I think I remember an interview with the guitar player Adam Jones being like I was so tortured that like I like that's why like I just mulled over everything for years and like I knew that we had to set the bar and luckily they did with one of their songs Tempest which is like 17 minutes long but right. like I wonder if System of a Down feels that at all but like at the same time i don't know like i feel like there's a lot of feuds in the band but i don't know what's what's fake and what's not so following right. the drama for that well yeah i think another example is like uh, one of my favorite bands is grizzly bear and they made these incredibly weird sort of baroque folk rock records that they really just kind of dominated that corner of music and then their lives progressed as i understand they ended up kind of moving from new york to to different places and just like it was like the the music that they were making as grizzly bear no longer made like it wasn't the music that they wanted to be making necessarily or that they felt that they could add anything to that body of music without it becoming either repetitive or like somehow derivative or or too uh, like Lee, you pedestrian, mm-hmm. um, right? And if that's, you know, if that's what you're risking by continuing on, then it's maybe not worth it to try to keep doing the same thing just because fans are like, right? You know, this is so important to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to, I guess to tie this back to Queens of the Stone Age, though, like which is how this kind of started. Is I do feel like there's still an urgency with Queens of the Stone Age's music. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily think that even though like, I think their sound is extremely like recognizable and it's easy to pick out. And even when like Josh Homme goes and makes music with other bands or musicians, I know that he's uh, Eagles of death metal. I want to say, yeah. Eagles of death yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you can yeah. hear it's him in there too. And like, you can kind of always hear when he's a part of a project, I would say that it's, there's still like something exciting about the music that they're putting out now. And I would probably list them among rock 
bands that I get excited about new releases that they come out with. And mm-hmm. I've been like, for the most part, generally underwhelmed by like rock for the last kind of, you know, better part of like five years. Just yeah, I think, like, we're in like a creative hole a little bit where people are like, we've done it all. And it's like, no, you haven't. Like, <laughs> we're just doing the same things. Like there's other, there's other avenues. Right. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do think Queens of the Stone is just one of the, one of the bands that stand out as like every album they drop. I'm, I'm excited to listen to it. If that makes sense. Well, let me ask you this question for both of you. What do you think is missing? Do you think anything's missing or do you think like bands should take more chances, like adding different instruments, like a cello or something, or like just better writing and like less, less lazy yeah. guitar riffs or whatever. Hear, did you guys ever hear, um, I think they were called Apocalyptica and it was a four piece cello band that did entire album Metallica covers yes if listener if you haven't heard it check it out listener heavy single shit. listener if you <laughs> listener us listening back a day later <laughs> reminder to self listen to that <laughs> yeah yeah but oh, no dude, I, I totally yeah go ahead. I, was, I was just gonna say yeah that um i think i don't know if necessarily anything's exactly missing or if there's just there's like there's two like the attitude like in in like culturally right now doesn't mm-hmm. really gel with kind of like the uh, messaging of rock and we roll. Need, we need rock and roll's first hype beast. <laughs> Which rock and roll artist is gonna wear Supreme on stage? Send you up texts. <laughs> And uh, Fauxhawk isn't really a hype beast, is it? What's the hype beast hairdo? Um, uh, it's like with the street things. bald. Just go in oh, bald. bald. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. Straight bald, bald is what I would say. With AirPod Pros in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there I hear you what go. you're saying. Yeah. Listen to us, rock and roll. That's what you need to revive the whole genre. Your first ever rock and roll hype beast. To build around, of course. And then hopefully more come. Boom. I don't know. I think just like better songwriting and some, <laughs> sort of unique, some sort of unique personality or some sort of like just out because what I'm hearing late, I'm just like, uh, yeah. you know, but maybe that's just me being a snobbish listener or like I gotta get more into the underground stuff. Sure, I mean, sure. There's like there's so much fucking music out there. Yeah. That's just yeah. like the thing, right? It's true. Yeah. So what are we listening to? Well, we have the song Song for the Dead featuring a lot of crazy stuff by Dave Grohl on the drums, Mark Lanigan on the vocal. And I want to conclude by saying the critical reception was cited by Kerrang! as the number one record of 2002. It's the band's first gold certification with 500,000 copies in the U.S. And it went platinum in the U.K., Australia, Canada, Belgium, producing album sales of 100,000 units sold. So that's how you know. It was really good. (laughs) So check it out. Song for the Dead, Queens of the Stone Age. I hope you enjoy it. There you go.
Jesus. Dave Grohl's a monster. Jesus, Dave Grohl is Woo! a scary drummer. That's all I will say there. Dude can sing, but holy shit, he's still got it as a drummer. He's still got it, yeah. <laughs> it never went away for Dave Grohl. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, Quick little, I gave you a little cartoon music in the background. <laughs> that was, that was I thought, lovely. I thought, it, I thought it leveled out what you were saying really well. But uh, that brings us to Combat Rock. So the next segment on the show, um, we have every single week. And essentially what it is, is it's an opportunity for us to share with you our favorite song uh, upon the recording day of uh, every episode. So um, kind of the rule that we were making is it has to be a song that's been released uh, in the last little bit relatively in the same year again as we always do here at uh, Servant Sonic we broke the rules we broke the damn rules sue us go run tell the mayor huh anyways the whole point is uh, we want you guys to tell us how we're doing with our song selections we're gonna figure out some sort of payoff for the most successful song selector out of the three of us Um, how we're gonna be doing that is we're gonna be giving you 30 second clips from two different hosts every week. In this uh, particular week, it's going to be Jake putting forward a song and Hunter putting forward a song. We're gonna play 30 seconds from each song as selected by the person putting the song forward. And we want you, the listeners, to vote on both Instagram and Twitter what song you think is the better of the two from the 30 second blip that you hear. The blip, oh what, MCU? He's a comic book fan. He's a Marvel Hello, fan. Yeah, he is. Marvel he fans, is. where are you? Sue me. Go run, tell the mayor. I don't care. Anyway, the uh, the idea is that we want the listeners to tell us. So we'll be putting up a poll on Twitter. We'll be putting up a poll on Instagram. And we want you guys to tell us which song you want to hear in full the following week on the next episode. So with that being said, that's Combat Rock. Is this the end? Of, I don't even know how this song ends. Oh, there we go. I love it. It's over? The song so there you go. That's the end of the song. Wow. I have to keep um, that from now so, on. Yeah, I think, I think undeniably one of the best songs we could have hoped for. <laughs> <laughs> so to start off, we're going to have Jake selling us in a 30 second, 30 30 second spiel. 30 whole seconds. Uh, what his song is and why it's going to win this week. Hit us with the song, Tell Jake. It. Um, okay, yeah, I uh, only have 30 seconds, okay? I didn't actually write anything or really think about this uh, before right this very second, so I'll just start it, I'll just start it out by saying um, <laughs> Pup was one of the first bands that yeah, I, I saw when I, I moved to Toronto back when they were performing as Topanga. This is a band that uh, works really, really hard, both in their uh, musicality and songwriting. This is, like, super narrative-driven really kind of uh, uh, lyric heavy rock and roll music, which is something you don't see as much these days. It's it's rare to find a band that can cram so much uh, lyrical content into a track. Um, this song is called Kids. It's from their 2019 album, Morbid Stuff. And to me, it smacks of nostalgia and everything that I love. I honestly think this might be the band that saves rock and roll. So here we go. Oh, hot take. Go. Love it though. Okay, here's 30 seconds of Kids by Pup. 
All right, that's the 30 seconds of Pup. That is Kids by Pup. So that is Jake's pick. Hunter, what do we got? Well, first of all, let me say Jake, strong pick. Thank you. Lovely. I wrote that song down. I'm going to listen to it after this podcast. But I, I also broke the rules. And for my submission, I picked... If you're too shy, let me know from the 1975, the pop outfit returns with the album Notes on a Conditional Form released in May 2020. And for the song, upon the first listen, it reminded me a lot of the 80s, along with, you know, artists such as Phil Collins, but even Tears for Fears. You know, a lot of reverb, the, the guitar tone is beaming with all that reverb, very glitzy, very glamorous, and just overall, a very catchy feel. And what I'm gonna about to play you is the chorus, the very catchy, very memorable chorus and combined with a great saxophone hook i believe this is to be a true banger <laughs> so hope you enjoy it the brief snippet of if you're too shy let me know That's 30 seconds of the 1975. So go to our Twitter at Servant Sonic or our Instagram at Servant Sonic and let us know what song deserves to win and be the very first combat rock winner. Right. Are there, are there, the fate is in your hands, audience. The the fate is in your hands. Yeah. Um, Are there other stakes? Did we decide that there's going to be. Yeah. We need to figure that out. Maybe that's something we can throw to the yes. fans too. Mom, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's uh, something we should figure out. But there, there is going to be a payoff of some sort. Whoever wins gets to be in some sort of favorable position here. Right. And whoever loses should not be. So we, we got to figure that out. Um, and if we, do, if we do this 52 weeks in a year, I don't know. We got to figure out the grading system or how we're going to Tell how yeah. break that up. Um, but anyways, yes. So definitely go check out our Twitter. Go check out our Instagram to vote on that. Uh, since uh, we don't have a previous week's winner of Combat Rock um, for this week, um, we don't have a song to play in full. So we have decided to go with Toronto rapper DJ SB. Just released their uh, studio album um, last week. Head Above the Waters. Um, I really hope I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's waters or water. Um, but this album's really dope. There's a lot of uh, a lot of like dancey sort of tracks with it, but the one I picked is New Harrison. Um, so we're going to end the show with that. Uh, guys, we did it. First episode in the bag. Hell yeah. Done. Um, thanks for listening along with us and definitely follow us on uh, Spotify and Mixcloud. You can find us both there under Servant Sonic as well. Um, we hope that you come back next week and all future weeks. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I hope you've. Uh, you guys yeah, I was just cool. gonna say, I hope you enjoyed listening and uh, how, uh, happy to experience new tunes with all you guys. And if you have uh, any recommendations, you can follow us on all of our social media. And would love to hear feedback slash, you know, recommendations and just kicking it with some awesome music fans. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Thank you. And I echo what yeah. they have both said. Thank you, listener. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, such a sweetheart, sweetheart swing. From the hammer, the sweetheart. I'm Lee, and this and the eagle. Lee. <laughs> yeah. This was serving Sonic. Popular demand, I stay on point. John Stockton with the raps. The flow stay heat like a rocket when it blasts. Certified in these streets, you just popping on the gram. Designer on the face just to cover up the bags. This ain't a race, I'm still running up the tabs. Don't get offended, I'm just trying to get the cash. And the meter keep running like I knocked out in the cab. Where the fuck have I arrived? I'm in the waters trying to keep from going under Never was given instructions I just made something from nothing Now I'm loving the life Painting pictures with a canvas subsides I'm not sure what to do at this point I didn't plan to survive If you ain't know, that's because I got a master disguise Now I'm set up like Steve Nash Pass me a dime It's like that y'all, that y'all I don't really give a fuck about it at all It's like that y'all, that y'all I don't really give a fuck about it at all. It's like that, y'all. That, y'all. I don't really give a fuck about it at all. Same people that try to blackball me forgot about two things. Oh, they must have forgot about me. That would explain the sheer lack of preparation. You said I changed, y'all should have changed. You hella stagnant. Your pen and page and leave it at its early stages. I wish you better days, but later days to the weekenders. I live my life all through the week. I'm one of them deep enders. Swimming in this sipping vino from my decanter. I'm fancy now. I like my shit to pour from decanters. That's just what it is. I guess I've got with T-Benter. No more corny talks with niggas who could feel your aura. Or you an empath, make pass for my swift departure. I give you ten taps, ten taps till you dearly depart us. Ain't no frills you can shop us. There's really no meal that could hold me. Hungry as feel, Uncle Homie. Look here, it's real as my Sony. I lose my chill, you'll be sorry. Boy, my league world by Corey. I think referrals are corny. I shake your hand just to know you won't take your chance. I implore you, it's like that, y'all. That, y'all. I don't really give a fuck about it at all. It's like that, y'all. Like, that y'all, I don't really give a fuck about it at all. It's like that y'all, that y'all, I don't really give a fuck about it at all. Same people that try to blackball me forgot about two things. I'm backed by a popular demand. You don't know shit, you in the barrel with the crabs. The flow's so slick that it be slipping through the cracks. On my solo shit, I need the riches from the rags. My coat stay clean. When I kick it in the lab and I got smoke for the snakes that want to slither in the grass. Niggas sneak this in, but that won't get you any cash. Gossip to women, you think that's gonna get you ass? Pathetic. It doesn't always work out in the end. I get it. Instead of waiting on niggas to do it, I did it. It always makes you wonder, but I am on track. Now a nigga at the front of the train like the conductor. My cash automatic like Jordan was with the jumper. This shit is not the lotto. I'm not concerned about numbers. I just want to give the biggest crib to my mother. Leave when it's winter, then return when it's summer like that, y'all. That, y'all. I don't really give a fuck about it at all. It's like that, y'all. That, y'all. I don't really give a fuck about it at all.
give a fuck about it at all It's like that, y'all, that, y'all I don't really give a fuck about it at all 